Welcome back, Travel Besties, to Season 2 of the Passports and Coffee Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Kayla. And I'm Sherea. This season, we're excited to introduce to you some new Travel Besties. So grab yourself a cup of coffee. And let's inspire you to travel the world. Welcome back, Travel Besties, to a brand new episode of the Passports and Coffee Podcast. Today, we have a fun episode because if you recall back in season one, we talked about how Shreya went on a sabbatical for a year, and we have a different perspective today. Today, we welcome our guest, Megan, who took an adult gap year. So this year, so today we're going to talk about the adult gap year. So Megan, why don't you introduce yourself to our travel besties? And then we want to know what is your go-to coffee order? Okay. First of all, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Um, This is the first time I've ever done a guest appearance on someone's (laughs) podcast. I was like honored when you guys asked me. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, of course I'll do this. Um, and I've binged, um, all of your episodes and I love it. So well I know I randomly, <laughs> I randomly saw you on TikTok cause you were talking, I think about like a pod, like your podcast. And I was like, Oh, yeah. that's cool. And then I like binged your like TikToks and I was like, she did an adult gap year. That is so cool. And yeah. I was like, I have to reach out and see if she wants to be on the podcast. Cause it's very similar to Shreya, but you did things differently. So I think it'd be yeah. fun to talk about yeah. and encourage people to do an adult gap year. Yeah, for sure. We can compare and contrast our experiences. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so um, my name is Megan Wright. Um, but if you found me like uh, Kayla has on TikTok, my name is Travel Writer. It's like a play on my last name. So my when I first started out, okay, okay, so I first started my Instagram back in, I think it was 2017. It's when I took my gap year. And I just started my Instagram as a way to just keep my friends and family updated. And I was kind of like, influencing was kind of getting big then. And I was like, okay, if I get one free thing out of this, it's going to be like worth it. So it was just for fun. And then flash forward to like after I had to come back from my gap year and I went back into my nine to five and I'll tell you what I do later. It's kind of a conversation killer, but um, <laughs> went back into my nine to five and, you know, I was just like hating it. Like as I just, I don't really like the field I'm in. It's a secure field, but I don't like it. So that's when I started to really get serious about trying to get back into making a career or like a job out of this travel stuff, like be a travel creator, be an influencer. But I really, everybody tells you, you need to find your niche. You need to find your niche. And I literally, I fought against that for so many years and like just kept, you know, I just stayed stagnant on with my followers, with my socials and all of that. Um, and I finally listened to everyone's advice and um, I've niched down into, because I take it for granted because I did it. But what I've done is I've niched down into taking gap years over 30. So like you could call them sabbatical, adult gap years, grown up gap years. I call it all different sorts of things, whatever I'm feeling on the day. Um, and once I actually started to like post about that, I really found that people resonated with that. Um, women, men, anyone over 30, they're like, oh, wow. Like I see all these people out here doing the same thing, but they're like in their 20s. And it, it's just kind of like I didn't have that that person to relate to. So that's kind of like my background. Um, I love travel of all sorts. I've done a gap year like Sharia, but lately I've really been st- focusing on like trying to encourage people to get out there and keep traveling, keep exploring, take a gap year over 30 because I, I don't know. It's like people hit 30 and they think life is over. Oh, I should settle down. I need to buy a house. I need to have kids. I need like do all of that if you want to, but you don't have to. <laughs> like that's, that's what I'm trying to like get people to understand. Like you're never too old 
yeah to do yeah, this. Yeah, there's no age limit to travel. Mm-mm. And yeah. like that's kind of what we talk about too because, you know, we do hold like full-time jobs and people yeah. always think that you can't travel while you work and I'm like that is such bullshit. Yeah. You can. Yeah. It's it's just like your mindset and shifting that perspective. Yeah. So I do love that you try to encourage people over the age of 30 to yeah. like take a year off, travel. I mean, you're encouraging me. Like I'm ready to just be like, I quit. <laughs> yeah. And do you ever get so. like people saying like, do you ever work? Because like you're tra- you're traveling, like you're actually using your and your PTO, yeah. you call it America. All the it- time. Yeah. All the time. But then I'm like, okay, but you don't see like, you see 10%, not even yeah. of my like real life. I don't post the boring <laughs> mundane things. Yeah. Like you don't see me like, yeah. you know, struggling at work every day. Yeah. That's not fun to like exactly. post about. So, I mean, I post all like my post trips. Like I've been um, resurfacing a lot of my Utah stuff and people think I'm in Utah. I was like, no, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just posting. What like people think? think I'm never home and I'm like, well, actually I'm home more than you think, but yeah. You know. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. That's for me to know and you to find out. Yeah. <laughs> so what is your go-to coffee order? Um, so I'm an iced coffee girl. So I got my um, homemade iced, I guess, latte. And I I always put a little bit of chocolate sauce into it nice. to like give it a little bit of sweetness. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm an iced coffee person. And you know what I really want to try, but we don't, it's not a big thing here, is cold, cold brew. Like you guys have it really big in America, but yeah, I yeah. just stick to the traditional ice latte. Oh, I was going to say, is iced coffee like a thing over <laughs> no, in the UK? No. So, sorry. okay. It's starting to get more popular, but I'll tell you like, so last summer, it's really funny. So last summer when the weather starts to get warm in London, because we don't have aircon over here, we don't have like ice isn't a big thing over here because it just doesn't get hot. It's just not like a thing. People just don't do that. So like, mm-hmm. You go into like a pret at like 9 a.m. on a, a Tuesday and it's like pretty hot outside, they're they're probably gonna be out of ice by then. And if that ever happened anywhere in America, I feel like there would be like a riot. And like I would say, yeah, we drink ice when it's like negative 20. Yeah, hours. I love it. And I like yeah. pret pret sent this like yeah. official announcement email out like last month, and they're like, We have ice machines in the shops now. And I'm like, welcome to 2023, Pret. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is funny. That is funny. I mean, you know what though? Ice is not a thing over in Europe. No. If you ask for ice water, they look at you like you're a Yeah. Woman. That's like the one thing when I come home, I'm like, oh, ice water. Yeah. Like I live for it. Same. That was one thing that I that was one thing that I missed so much, like being gone for a year was like I cannot wait for a free yeah. glass of ice water. <laughs> I'm just not that like it's not that water's expensive, but it's just like something about ice in your water. Yeah, and I just, I love the ice machines in the fridge. Like, just go to the fridge and push the ice. Oh, mm. I miss that. <laughs> I have ice trays in my freezer. Yeah, it's the little things yeah. in life, you know. <laughs> I don't ask for a lot. I know, right? All right, so let's get into it. So, what made you take a gap year. So I know your story is slightly different than Shreya's. So what in, like what started this whole gap year for you? Uh, my deportation. Uh, no, <laughs> I call it a deportation. It's not. It's a joke. Um, they're very sarcastic over here, my friends. Um, so basically, so I'm American, obviously very American accent here. Um, I grew up in Ohio and then I lived in Chicago after college. And then I transferred to London with my company um, on this transfer visa. And all my friends from the company that I worked at had done it before. And they're like, just go on this visa. If you end up liking it, 
you can extend it. You can get indefinite leave to remain, which then leads to citizenship. And so I was like, okay, yeah, cool. And I didn't tell work that I might stay on longer that, you know, like I might want to keep extending because you're supposed to go for a two-year rotation on this visa and then you're supposed to come back. And they kind of frown upon you using it to like to stay permanently. But I was like, I don't really know if I want to stay permanent. I don't know if I want to come back. Um, Plus you get really good perks on that visa. You get your taxes done every year for you. You get a free flight home every year. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to go on this convent visa. They said I could stay if I wanted, whatever. Um, And then like five years in, or no, one year into my visa, they just do standard visa checks. And the lady was like, okay, yeah, your visa's all good. Just reminding you though, like, They changed the rules for this visa in 2011. I went in 2012. So this visa, none of your time counts towards citizenship. And after five years, you have to leave the country for a year. It's called a cooling off year. And I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, she's like, you didn't know that? And I was like, no. I was like, she's like, well, you know, you can leave before that if you want. You can like trigger the cooling off year anytime before it reaches five years. Um, So I was like, yeah, but like – I love living here. Like I'm building a life here. I want to stay. So anyway, so I was like, okay, well, I like it here. So I'm going to stay. So my gap year came about because at five years I got kicked out of the country and I was sitting there thinking like, do I want to transfer with work? Do I want to go home? But luckily all my friends here, like a lot of my British friends were like, just go traveling for a year because for them, it's just like, very normal. They all take what's called a a gap year when they're like, after they've graduated from university, they'll go traveling for a year before they go start their real job, before they start their career. So they're like, you you have a forced year off, go traveling. And I was like, "Hmm, never thought about that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That is such like a, like an American way of thinking. Oh, wait, what? Where can I find more work? (laughs) Like, I don't know why we don't why we don't encourage young mm-hmm. people to do that, to be honest. Seriously. But I love that you did it at like yeah. in your 30s though. Because I do think like – because we've had this conversation before. Like when you're younger and then when you're older, you have like a much different appreciation but also perspective on travel as well. Like, you know, if you went when you were 20, you probably would yeah. have just partied, partied, partied. That's what I did when I studied abroad. And I'm not saying you didn't. I mean <laughs> – but you know what I mean, though? And it's it's very different when you're in your 30s and then, like, you – the perspective of travel is just so different. I don't know. I think you would have had a very different experience if you did it when you 1, were, like, percent, 21, yeah. you know? Did you still have to work during your gap year? Like, did you mm-hmm. did you still have to work remotely or you could just – No, I quit. I couldn't. Like, I – the oh, okay. I couldn't be employed by that um, – by the UK branch anymore. I guess I could have been employed okay. by the US if I wanted to go back, but I just didn't. Okay. I was like, nah, <laughs> I'll just stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you prepare for, for it? Because did you know – when did you know that you were going to take the gap year? Like, how long into the five years did you know, yeah, I'm going to go travel for a year? So when I, I think it was when I hit year three, I decided I, well, I had like an inkling that I was going to do it because, you know, it was just like creeping up. But um, year four, I really like committed to it. Yeah. And then that's when I had to like get real about, I had a little bit of savings, but I had to get really real about saving the money. <laughs> like if I did. Yeah, that was my next question. Yeah. <laughs> so it took you about a year to save? Yeah. It was about a year to save. Yeah. So what was both of your guys' budgets? Because I think you guys had different amounts saved. Kind of similar. I think 
Megan, you said that you had twenty four thousand dollars. Yeah, twenty. Well, it was pounds. Twenty four thousand pounds saved. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Mine was. I originally wanted to spend twenty thousand US dollars, but I ended up spending twenty five. Yeah. So. I say 24, but it was actually for the travel, it was 20K because I had to set aside. And this is something I try to tell people like when you're budgeting, I set aside a 1000 for an emergency fund, but then I also had US mm-hmm. student loan payments still going that I had to make. So that came oh. to about um, three grand, I think it was, that I had to have set okay. aside for that. Um, so that's where I put the extra four in. Because um, oh, okay. a lot of people say, like, but I have. I have this going on back home. I have these bills or I have student loans. I'm like, just save enough money to, to cover it. You know, like we all have some things that still might be going on back home. Just like make sure you work that into your budget. Yeah. 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 Nice. Wow. Okay. So you guys did travel with like the same yeah. budget yeah. because it's funny because you guys both started in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I started in Japan and then moved to Southeast Asia. Southeast Asia. Yeah. Yeah, I, when I was listening to your episode, because you went to Europe, you went to Japan, yeah, right? I hit six continents. And the only continent I haven't been to yet is Antarctica. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she did it all. Yeah. Her goal, her goal was to hit like thirty before yeah, thirty. So I left when, and oh, she did. Yeah, I left yeah. a few weeks after I turned twenty-nine, and my goal was to hit thirty countries before I turned thirty. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do that, but I've definitely. I've blown by 40 now, so I'm not – and I'm not 40 yet, so I've, I've got that under my belt. Um, but yeah, like like you bringing up where you went, um, that was a huge factor for me mm-hmm. when I was trying to come up with my budget. I always tell people um, if you want to decide where to go, you either have to – if you have a fixed start date, then you just have to figure out how much you can save before then, and then that's going to drive where you can go. Mm-hmm. Or – if you have your heart set on a location, but your start date is flexible, then you have then you can save up however much you need to go somewhere. But because my my um, departure date was fixed, and I only had so much time to save up money, I had to see okay, well, I think this is how much money I can save by then. What area of the world is that actually going to work for me? And for me, it was Southeast Asia because it's just like so incredibly cheap. Like you've heard Shreya talk about before, like. You can get a dorm room for like for like five, well, even three to five pounds, and you can get a really nice private room for like ten pounds. Mm-hmm. And these are like really nice hostels and stuff. Whereas yeah. if I had gone to Europe, it would be like tri- triple, quadruple that for like the same standard that I was having in Southeast Asia. So yeah, twenty twenty k was about how much I saved up to be able to do it for a year. Nice. How did you budget daily? Did you just knew that like what you had in your bank accounts you're just like I'm just gonna spend what I want to spend but just knowing your budget well I used a website and a really famous um, backpacker that I'm sure people have heard of his his name's called Nomadic Matt and I used his website as a guide because he's done it before like he's gone on these long um, solo trips before and he has really good resources for like how much how much you'll probably end up spending per day in these countries and so I kind of knew in the back of my head, okay, I'm going to go to Southeast Asia. I've got that ticked off. And then I was looking at the countries and he was – and he has – I'm pretty sure he has a book as well that's like travel the world on $50 a day. And so I was like, okay, $50 a day. I'm going to go with that. Like that that seems like I wouldn't be like completely scraping by. I'm not going to be living like a a king, a queen, but like I'm just going to be middle of the road. And then because I have – 
pounds and it, thankfully it's a little, well, I don't know about now, but it was a little bit stronger back then. That kind of gave me a little bit of buffer, like a safety net. So yeah. Nice. I didn't know he did that. That's cool. What was your budget, Sharia? 40 something? Yeah. So I knew that I wanted to spend $20,000. So I really didn't do any saving for it. I had a townhouse that I sold and that's how I was able to fund my travels. And I knew I only wanted to use half of the profits. And so that would um, equate to about $47 a day. But I knew if I started in Southeast Asia, I could spend maybe $25 a day and put the rest or the remainder towards when I went to Europe. So I could have a little bit more more wiggle room and (laughs) comfort in in Europe. Did you you only do Southeast Asia, Megan? Yeah, plus – well, plus Australia for one month. Um, okay. Yeah. And then I I went to Sri Lanka for a surf camp I, cool. and I went to Hong Kong. But I think those, I think you could still kind of consider them Southeast Asia. It was all kind of over on that side of the Asia. world. Yeah. yeah. But yes, yeah, when you were saying like, how did I come up with the budget though? I, I think like one important thing that I wanted to mention was like, it's really hard to like budget for activities, isn't it? Like you don't, yeah. like some days you'll do a lot, some days you won't. Um, but I think like the the big things that you have to just know that you're going to stick to and be pretty strict with yourself would be like accommodation. You can really control that every single Mm -hmm. day. So I had this cap for myself where I was never going to spend more than 20 pounds per night on accommodation. And then like food, I'd try to keep it. Actually, no, that's a lie. I didn't even really pay attention to food, but like (laughs) I eat a lot of street food, like you said, Shreya. So like I Mm -hmm. knew that I didn't really have to worry about it because I wasn't going to like fancy restaurants all the time. Yeah. So yeah. spending like maybe 10 10 pounds a day, yeah, dollars a day on food because it's super cheap. So cheap. Yeah. yeah. So packing-wise, how did you do packing? <laughs> oh, gosh. It's the first time. <laughs> my first go at it. Because, you know, a lot of people a lot of people are like, how do you pack for a year? Because, like, we don't check bags where you only yeah. do carry-ons and people are always like, how oh, okay. do you travel with so little? And I'm like, well, you realize, like, day-to-day you don't need that much. But like for a year, people think yeah. of like a year, like, oh my God, you traveled like long term. How do you pack for that? So how did you pack? Used a backpack? Yeah, I used a backpack. I was going to talk to Sheree about that because I knew you, <laughs> you guys have your opinions about backpacks versus um, versus suitcases. Um, but yeah, I went with a backpack. I did a – so Nomadic Matt, he also had a lot of good information. And there's a girl called The Blonde Abroad as well. They have really good information mm-hmm. to tell you how to pick the right backpack that's really important um, to pick a good one because it's going to go through a lot when you're over there. It's going to get thrown around. It's going to get like mm-hmm. dirty, wet, like all of it. So it needs to be like sturdy. Um, but yeah, I used a – mine was not carry-on, which I think if I did this again, I might try to do carry-on because it does add a bit extra cost to have to constantly pay to check it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of packing, mine was – I'm pretty sure it's 65 liter. And I had a first pass at packing it. And I packed it as if I was just going on a normal holiday, like here with my friends. Like if I was just going to like Spain for the week or the month or whatever, like, oh, this is what I would bring. And that, like, I had like heels in there. I had like nice dresses. And then I went to work the next day and I was like talking to my coworkers and I was like, yeah, like, I think I'm going to need to revisit it. Like, I don't understand, like, how do people actually fit all this into a 65 liter? And I was like telling them what I was packing and they're like, why do you have like... 
two pairs of heels. Like, you're an idiot. Like, <laughs> take that Especially out. Especially for Southeast right? Asia. <laughs> like, yeah, it was so dumb. And like, but I'd never been there before. I'd never, I'd never traveled solo before this. I never backpacked mm-hmm. before this. And I'd never been to Southeast Asia. So like, I was just, I ha- had no clue like what I was doing. So then I just like talked to my friends and they're like, no, this is what you need. Like, just take the basics, you know? And so like, I, I redid it. And yeah, I just, you just pack the basics. It's like, okay, you don't need like five pairs of jeans. Like who are you trying to impress by wearing like five different pairs of jeans or like, and it's going to be a really hot culture, like a hot um, temperature the whole time you're there. So you don't need that many layers. So yeah, I would just, I just packed my basics. I packed like really good pair of like of trainers, some bathing suits, um, some like one set of workout gears because, oh, that's another thing. Laundry in Southeast Asia, getting your laundry done it's so cheap. <laughs> it's like one pound for like your entire laundry bag full of like clothes. So you don't, you can, you can get your laundry done as you're going. Like you don't need to like pack for an entire month because you're only going to be doing your laundry once a month. You can get it done whenever you want. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever used the laundry services in the hostels before or did you always go and like go to your own laundry mats and do it? Um, I would just drop it off at like the local lawn laundry mat. Like okay. there'd be some like, yeah, just like a laundrette, like on the side of the street, like in Bali. Yeah. And you would just ask your hostel, oh, like, where can I get laundry done? And they're like, oh, the laundry place is just down the street there. And you just go and you, that's a good tip. If you're packing, make sure you bring like a laundry bag so you can just dump all your clothes into it and then just drop it off there. Um, yeah. And they'll wash, dry and fold it for like like I said, like one to three pounds. Yeah. And they're not, they don't ruin your clothes. Like it's, it's really good. It's great. <laughs> we had our laundry done in Peru and Cusco. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, <laughs> like probably the best like laundry that we've ever had done. Like yeah. I yeah. could never do that at home. Like she even like folded our like underwear. Yeah. <laughs> our socks were nicely folded. And I was like, yeah. Damn. And it only cost us, I think, one um, was Peruvian. Yeah. Like, it was super cheap. Yeah, it's so yeah. cheap. Have you ever had any missing clothes or um, clothes that weren't yours? No, never had any issues. Really? I think there was only one time in Sri Lanka where somebody shrank a pair of like these oh, trousers no. that I got, but they were like really cheap ones that I got at some one of the markets in like Vietnam or something. I really liked okay. them, but they, yeah, yeah they, I think they put them on the highest temperature dry cycle ever. <laughs> they were like the size oh, no. of a small, ch- <laughs> for a small child when they came back. But that was the, that was the only place in an, an entire year that anything happened with my laundry. Okay. I had one incident. I mean, I say incident's really not that big of a deal, but I was in Cambodia and I'd had my laundry done and um, I dropped it off because the hostel was offering it. And so I dropped off all my things and I picked it up later and I didn't really notice it at first because I didn't go through it. I just kind of like left it in my bed and then like went out for the rest of the day. And then I came back the next day and I was like going through my my laundry and then I was missing a pair of, of leggings. And I was like, this was, and I, I traveled with pretty earthy toned clothes because I was like, I didn't want to um, worry about like getting dirty a lot or like just having mismatched clothes. So I traveled with a lot of black and a lot of earth tones, and it was one of my um, pairs of like an army green leggings. I was like, oh, that was like my only color. Oh, no. So now that I was stuck with just black, which is fine because I typically just wear black anyways. And I also had um, someone else's bra in my bag oh. too. <laughs> and 
I couldn't even like use hers because it was just not the right the right size. But yeah, that was my only incident, I would say. But like when you're a backpacker, it's like really important because you're trying to save money. So you don't want to like when when stuff like that happens and you have to replace things, it's like it's not like here when you're kind of like, oh, whatever, I'll just get on Amazon and like order another pair because I'm like working and I have an income. It's like you got to be like a bit more careful and like yeah. try to <laughs> try to save. So, yeah. But yeah, it was good. I did. I also did a lot of <laughs> sink laundry. Have you – did you ever do that? No, I never really? did. No? <laughs> yeah. No, but I – I every like, once in a while. You know, I did that on a – I did that on my work trip, like, yeah. in the States in January this year because it was just, like, I had just been in Mexico and I um, – I, then I had to go to um, the States for work. And when I was in Mexico, again, I got my laundry done for like $3 for an entire kilo worth of clothes. And then I get to this hotel that I have to stay in for work. And you can drop laundry off there. But I was looking at the price of it and it was like $5 per pair of undergarment. And I was like, you want $5 <laughs> for a pair of underwear? I was like, this is insane. And like, work would have paid for it but on principle I was like no I'm not I'm not giving you this money that is ridiculous I did call up and see like if they were open they weren't even open that weekend so I was like you know what I'm just gonna do sink laundry so yeah I've done it before but it was in the states so (laughs) that's so funny yeah I don't think I've yeah I think that was that was my first time ever really doing I mean I wouldn't do a ton of laundry in the sink but every Mm -hmm. once in a while it's just nice to yeah just quick do some little yeah. Things. Yeah. I've always just done underwear because, you know, there's times where you're just like, I just need to like fresh underwear. So I'm just going to do my underwear <laughs> yeah. socks real quick and then <laughs> move along. That was the one tip you know? somebody gave me before I went. They're like, pack like a lot of underwear because that is the one thing that you like can't reuse like after you've worn it once. Like that's the one thing that you're going to not want to run out of. So just like pack more than you think you need. So that's a tip for everybody going. Especially in Southeast Asia when it's like swampy. Yes. <laughs> when we went to Vietnam, I packed like a bunch of underwear and I think I changed like twice a day. Yeah. It's just like at some point you're like, oh, it's just, yeah. we need freshen up a bit, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, sink under, washing my underwear in the sink has been something I've done yeah. quite frequently, actually. <laughs> but I always travel with more underwear than anything because I'm like, I never want to be caught without yeah. fresh caught underwear, out, you know? Yeah. It's just like <laughs> – So is there anything in your gap year that you would have done differently? Oh, yeah. And I wrote this down um, when I listened to your guys, when I listened back to the podcast about um, when Shreya took her gap year and you mentioned taking the slow boat into Laos. Um, Sorry, this is very specific. You might have been asking for high level, but this is a very specific one. I'll say some other. I like the story. (laughs) But um, I I never went to Laos. I never did the slow boat into Laos. And I went up to Chiang Mai two times. And like an idiot, I was just like, I'd get up there and I'd be like, oh, I think it's time to go back down to the beach, to the islands again. And then I'd take an uh, Air Asia flight back down to, to the islands, and I just kept skipping Lao. And I'm so mad at myself <laughs> for doing that. Lao surprised me. I really enjoyed it. So that's what everybody said. Yeah. Next time you go <laughs> to Asia, just like sneak on over. Yeah. How many countries did you hit in your gap year? Um, I think it was around 12 different countries that I went to. Yeah. Okay. Like Thailand, Vietnam, um, Cambodia. That was a surprising one. That was really fun. Um, Australia. Yeah. 
I had, they're all listed on my website, but <clears throat> all those um, all those Southeast Asia countries pr- plus Sri Lanka and um, Australia, and then on my way home, I went through Italy for someone's birthday as well. So I count that mm. one as well. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, why not? You hit it. It was yeah. the end of your trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your favorite country? Oh, Ooh, it's always a hard um, one. <laughs> on my gap year, my favorite country was the Philippines. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Why? It was the it was the very last one that I went to. It wasn't even in my original plan um, because some of the things that I read are like, it's kind of hard to get to. And then once you do get there, it's kind of harder to get around than say like Thailand where they're just used to having loads of tourism. Like it's very set up and easily traveled. So it was kind of a little bit out of the way, a little bit further away. But yeah, I just went because I'm a huge scuba diver and they have some of the best scuba diving like in the world um and I'm a huge beach bum as well and if you've ever seen any of the videos or photos on Instagram you know like their beaches are just insane I loved it there because the people are just incredibly nice like Filipinos they're just like always smiling always laughing they love karaoke as well which I really appreciate (laughs) they love good food and yeah they're they're just super warm and welcoming and yeah the beaches are incredible it's a little bit because it's a little bit more off the beat, beaten path, it's you can find like hidden hidden gems. You can literally go to a beach and be the only one there. Um, you can still have that kind of like a throwback to probably what Thailand was years ago before it was like a huge hotspot for backpackers. I think the Philippines, it's up and coming now, but I think you can still find some places that aren't like completely overrun with tourists, which I really liked about it. Um, yeah, it was definitely one of my favorites. And then I went back. So like then my gap year was over and I came back to the UK. And the first place that I traveled back to when I was back in the UK was the Philippines. I went back to the Philippines a second time because I loved it so much. I want to go so bad. I want to swim with whale sharks really badly. Oh, that's yeah. I want to do that really bad. (laughs) I want to dive. I want to get like my dive certification over in Southeast yeah. Asia. Yes. I stayed at Koh Tao, which is one of the cheapest places in the world in Thailand to get your PADI certification. Mm-hmm. And I, before going there, in Thailand, I knew, before going to Thailand, I already knew that it was one of the cheapest places to get it. And so I toyed with the idea, should I do it? Should I not? I don't know. And when I got there, I was still toying with it. And it it's the cheapest place to get it, but it's still expensive if you're on a $47 day budget. Yeah. It was like $200 yeah. for it, which is insanely cheap. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? No, I'm just going to hold off on it. And no, I wish that I did. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But you can go. That can be your next trip. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I tell myself. is like next time I go to Thailand, I'm going to go and get my patty. Yeah. Because I do want to go back to Thailand. Yeah. I told her we should just go together because I really yeah. want to do my patty really bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it'd be awesome to get it in Thailand. Yeah. Yeah. And then we can just like fly on over to Philippines and yeah. swim with whale sharks. I, <laughs> I tell people all the time that I want to get my patty and they're like, well, you can do it here Ugh. in Michigan. I was in like, Michi- oh, God. <laughs> I was like, I legit was like, okay, yeah, I get that we have like the Great Lakes and everything, but I'm not about to like dive in the Great Lakes. No, diving. (laughs) I was like, my luck, I'm going to find like a Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like like diving the Chicago River. Scar me for life. I'll pass. (laughs) Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Oh, no. And like, 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 I know we have like a lot of like, like sunken ships and stuff like that, but I'm like, no, pass. (laughs) No. And lake diving, like the visibility isn't the best in lake diving either. It's just like not 
as cool as the ocean. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. no way. Yeah. Definitely That's go. Like not best. At least maybe just go to <laughs> Florida go to or something, <laughs> you know, if you're going in the States. Even that. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll go to Thailand. Deep Lake, I feel like, is Mm -hmm. so much more scary than deep ocean. Even though, like, even though the deep ocean feels almost bottomless, there's something Mm -hmm. different about something in a deep lake. That's yeah, I I I agree. I just think it's grosser. Like, there's nowhere for that. That water's just sitting there, and like you said, like (laughs) you might you might find a dead body in there, like. I don't know. Just the lake. I, uh, I don't know. I like seaweed grosses me yeah. out. Like, yeah. And this is coming from someone who grew up in Michigan, <laughs> surrounded by lakes. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. Lake and just mm-hmm. I'll pass. Yeah. I'll pass. Yeah. No thanks. I'll go to Thailand. Instead. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful when you go there to get to get your patty though, because so Kotao, mm-hmm. like it's like one of the most famous places to get it. And my one of my best friends, he's obsessed with Thailand, and he kept going back to Koh Tao every year for Christmas in December. And every year he went, it would be a huge washout. It'd just be like monsoon, like the visibility would be horrible. Because I think when he was he got his patty there when he was backpacking, so it wasn't at Christmas time. But then when he got back to work, the only time he could go was at Christmas. So he kept going, and he's like, I don't get it. Like I thought this was supposed to be like the dry season in Thailand. And we finally figured out that um, in, Th- in Thailand, there's like the peninsula that goes down in between some of the Thai islands in the south. The islands on the east side of that, which is where Koh Tao is, the rainy season and the dry season is the opposite to the ones on the west <laughs> side. So we just – he learned the it's hard way. Yeah. So just make just, – yeah. Just Google. Best time to visit Koh Tao. Research. Not Thailand. Koh Tao. Yeah. Research. That's good yeah. to know. What about you, though, Shreya? Like, what would what would you do differently if you could do it again? Yeah. I would probably think a little bit more on those experiences and really evaluate if it was going to matter to me a year from now rather than in the moment. Because I really mm-hmm. do wish that I went back and – got it when I was there because I could have done so many cooler things since then and experienced different things since then. Um, But yeah, so I would evaluate a little bit more like how much this experience would mean to me in a year from now rather than holding on to my wallet so much. (laughs) Yeah. Because I I did have a little bit of a bigger cushion because I did only take half of my profits from from the sale of my house because I wanted that big cushion so I could – because I basically sold everything and I was like, I knew I needed to basically restart when I came back home. And so like I wanted that bigger cushion. And so I was very hesitant to reach into into that. So and in the grand scheme of things, $200 isn't, isn't that much. Yeah. But when you're in it, it's like it's hard to it's like hindsight's like, 2020, right? <laughs> hindsight's yeah. 2020. You're like, yeah, it was fine in the end. But like when you're in it, you're like, I worried about money like sometimes as well. Like mm-hmm. even though I had a cushion like you as well, I still would think like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. And I did skip a few things that I'm like, oh, I wish I would have mm-hmm. done that. Just like it would have been fine. What are some yeah. of the things that you skipped that you wish you would have done? Oh, that I skipped? Um, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of anything right now. How about you, Sharia? What did you, besides the um, patty, is there something else that you skipped that you wish you would have done? There was a couple things that I told myself in the moment that I didn't want to do this experience because it would have been more fun to do it with somebody else, like doing some of those extreme sports in New Zealand, like um, bungee jumping and those kinds of things. 
And yes, it would be a lot more fun to do it with somebody, but I wish I still would have done it because that's one of the best places, one of the highest places to bungee jump. And I've never bungee jumped before and I have a, a small fear of heights. And so just being able to accomplish that would have been really cool. I think there was like a few tours that I might have skipped because I was like, oh, no, that's a little bit too expensive. Um mm-hmm. I can't remember specifically, but I know there was probably some that I looked at and was like, oh, no. So, yeah, that maybe I would have changed that, done a few more. Um, but I did splurge yeah. on a couple. Like when I was in Vietnam, I went to Ha Long Bay and I was like, I don't care how much this is. I'm going to do it. And like my patty, that was like one on my list. I was like, I'm just going to do it because then that's going to pay me back because I'm going to be able to do it like wherever I go. But, yeah, I think a few excursions I probably skipped in some countries. Just means you got to go back and do it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But I get like in the moment, I've never long-term traveled. So like I don't really know, you know, living like on a budget like that. Um, I'm also somebody that's like, it's an experience. YOLO. I'm just going to spend the money. Yeah. So I'm not one to like fully budget. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's times where I'm like, eh, that's not 100% worth it. But I don't know. I, th- I feel like when I look at things – I'm somebody that's all about experiences. So I feel like if it's an experience that I'm going to have with me for the rest of my life, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And I think that holds some people back. Like, I don't know. I feel like some people don't actually experience things when they travel. Like, they just travel to see. I I, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. But I I feel like, you know, some people when they travel, they're like, oh, I just want to see the most popular sites or do this or do that. But I'm somebody that's more of like – experience based like if it's something that is an experience that I'm going to carry with me the rest of my life I'm just going to do it yeah 100% so like I'm all about like experiencing things like I don't know even like us in Peru doing like the salt and tie as much as that was like <laughs> enough for me to like want to die <laughs> and never do it again um it's an experience that like we have together that I'm like dude I cannot believe we did that like yeah <sighs> You know, certain things where it's just, I don't know, I I enjoy, I guess, experiencing life and living to the fullest because, I don't know, I just, that's why, like, this whole gap year, I love the whole idea of it and just, like, because I feel like a lot of people get into this mindset where they live, like, their day-to-day life, right? And then they forget that there's, like, a bigger world out there because you get so, like, tunnel visioned, right? And then it's, like (laughs) – You know, you go on your yearly vacation, but, like, I feel like a lot of people don't actually relax and get to experience things. So, like, I love that you're trying to, like, really share with an audience that, like, just because you turn 30, your life isn't over. Just because you have a job, your life isn't over. Like, you can do these things, whether you take, like, a full year off, you take a month, whatever, right? Like, it's all about, like, just living life and experiencing life. Yeah. And your life isn't just you going to work and dying at the end of the day. Yeah. Because you know? <laughs> like, yeah. at the end of the day, when you die, your job's going to replace you anyway. So yeah, why not live exactly. the life that like you want to live? So yeah, one of the, I don't know. the biggest pieces of advice and things that I live my life by now, like the older I get, I've learned this, is you're you're more likely to regret not taking the chance than actually taking the chance. So like when you ask Shrey and I, like, what's the one thing that you regret? Both of our answers were, oh, that we didn't do this. None of, neither of our answers were, oh, I regret that I got my patty. It was such a waste. Like, or I regret that I did this tour. It was such a waste. Like, what's, what's the, 
okay, <laughs> like what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Like maybe you have like a bad time, but like, I don't know. Like I just, I just feel like that's experiences. Like, like you said, you only get one life. You just go out there, live life to the fullest. You're way more likely to regret not trying something than actually trying something. Oh, I agree. I agree. So you have somebody who is thinking about taking a gap year. What is the one thing that you tell somebody to encourage them to take that gap year? Like what is your last piece of advice that's just going to like put the nail to the – or the hammer to the nail? Making yeah. Making people say, yes, okay. I'm going to take Two that things. gap year. Number one, it's what I've already said. So – you know, you're way more likely to regret not taking the chance than actually taking the chance. And then my second piece of advice is you can always get another job. You can always make the money back, but you can never get the time back. Once the time is gone, it's gone. You're only going to be as young as you are now. (laughs) Like you're only going to keep getting older. You're only going to keep losing opportunity, like stop making excuses like, oh, I can't go this year because of this. I can't go this year because of like, you're always going to do that, like, in, you know, for the rest of your life. You you literally, you just have to take the chance and just know that, you know, Sheree and I have done it before. We're here to tell you, like, mm-hmm. it's possible. It's amazing. Like, I had the best year of my life doing this. So, you know, you can always find another job when you come back. You can always, like, go back if, if it's not working or, you know, you're, you think, oh, I can't do this for a year. You can stop and you can go home. Like, you're not stuck doing it. So just take the chance. Like, just go and see how it goes. So are you going to take another gap year? Oh, 1,000%. I'm going to take another gap year. <laughs> All right, you guys, I'm you literally. heard it here. <laughs> She's taking another one. So if you take another gap year, where are you going to go back to Southeast Asia or are you going to focus on a different area? I'm going to do South America next time. That's a, that's another great yeah. area. I feel like 100% that's another like, backpacking route that there's a lot to do. Yeah. I mean, Troya did a good majority yeah. of South America. Yeah. So good. So. <laughs> Yeah, I've never been before. I've only done Central America because I've been saving South America to just do it all in a gap year. Um, but yeah, I love that part of the world. So that's amazing. Yeah. So Megan, where can our travel besties find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram or TikTok. My name is Travel Writer. Writer spelled like my last name, W-R-I-G-H-T-E-R. Um, and then I have a website as well, travelwriter.net. Um, and I have a podcast on Spotify or Apple podcast that you can find me. It's called the travel writer podcast. So yeah, you can find me in loads of places. <laughs> Yay! Yes, you guys. So make sure you tune in, listen to her podcast and follow her on Instagram and TikTok. That's how I found her. <laughs> and she gives a lot of valuable information and encourages you to take that adult gap year. So I'll leave all your links in the show notes so then that way they can find you. But Megan, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. (laughs) All right, you guys. We will see you next week on the podcast. Bye. Bye, besties. Hey, travel besties. Guess what? We want to travel with you. We have teamed up with Trova Trip and created an epic itinerary that we want to experience with you. We have a group of fellow travel besties who have already booked, but the only thing missing is you. So why not use that hard-earned PTO and join us? You can book the trip or find more information on trovatrip.com, or you can click the link in our show notes. Can't wait to travel with you.